0: Hey guys, welcome to this podcast. In this podcast, I have a special guest. His name is Daryl. Daryl is very influential and passionate about teaching sales to young and hungry people. In fact, he has personally mentored more than 30 people to help them achieve a money-making skill that will not make them hungry ever again. You know, if you are keen to find out more about Daryl and his life work, you can check him out on his Instagram at d.n.y.com. Okay. all right so we'll head into this episode and today in this episode we'll we'll be talking about the three myths that a beginner who is just starting out who wants to start investing will actually face all right the three myths the three most common myths for anyone who's into investing all right so daryl how do you feel today i'm feeling awesome thank you for inviting me (laughs) all right okay great so i think um to just give some context to some of the members, why I got Daryl onto the podcast was because recently, he actually um, decided that he wanted to learn investing and he started this entire journey. And you know, for me, I always want to uh, find the best way in which I can help people to get on their financial journey. So I wanted Daryl on to this show today because, you know, sometimes when you are so good in something Or, you know, when you are doing something that for so many years, you forgot how hard is it to start something. Or you forgot what is the most common obstacles that people face. And, you know, I I thought other than me, you know, there will probably be a better person to relate to you guys, especially for for those who haven't started investing. So, I think there is like the number one question I want to ask you, right? So, before knowing me and everything that... I've talked to you about investing. What is the reason, you know, what's the reason why you decided to start investing? What is your why and, you know, what's your story? Right. Thank you for the first question. I mean,
1: personally, all this uh, while, for the past two years, right, I was in the sales line. So, I was making decent income for my age. I'm 24 this year. So, on months where I'm extremely hungry, I was making this. Dec- uh, I was a slightly better and way decent income. But, I see that numbers stacking up in the bank account. Right. I was like, what's next? (laughs) I'm really, really exhausted working for money and that was back in 2018. So, um, in 2019, I I wrote my first uh, to-do list. First thing on my to-do list was to learn investing. Wow. So, straight off, I went to uh, Instagram. I was looking at uh, your content for the longest time ever, and, <laughs> how many years? Oh, how many we 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 have been friends for oh, quite some time, yes. but I didn't really like pay attention to your content until recently, like maybe at least uh, uh, three to six months worth of uh, I would say uh, absorbing your content. Right. That's yes. when I realised that you're onto something great. Okay. So I dropped you a DM. I don't know whether you remember. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. said, hey, <laughs> do you do what do I mentorship and whatnot? So you're like, no, I'm fully all all for gym. And I was like, oh, what's that? I'm, 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 damn, I'm damn down for that, okay? So I went for a preview, and next thing you know, uh, I just signed up. I just had that full trust in you, and I, I made the right, right decision. I mean, as of now, it's been a couple of months. months. Right. Yeah, so my why as to why I really want to get that investing or financial freedom is because uh I have an ambitious goal to be a stay home dad by 35, actually. Wow, that's
0: cool.
1: Yeah, because uh, a slight background story is that when I was younger, my dad, he's a... Full-time entrepreneur okay. didn't get to spend time with me when I was a child, so somehow, somehow I try to make things right this time around with my own kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would be amazing for me to stay at home thirty-five, uh, getting streams of income right. while I document my kids'
0: growth. Yeah, that's cool. That, that, I think that would be something that's very cool. So, um, but was there like a you know pain point that we really, that you really had that spur you on to investing? Because I think in this time today, you know, we always have a lot of people saying they want to succeed, they want to succeed, they want to succeed. But for me, I only see people who, the people who really take action, they really have a very strong, um, a pain point, something that's very painful rather than uh, it's something that, you know, uh, for example, for you, you know, uh, you want to be a stay home, that, that's more of like the pleasure part, right? That's the, uh, the, ple- the, the pleasures that you'll get after you achieve your goal. But was there something that was so painful, you know, that really struck you and you know, drove you to, you know, decide, hey, you know, I, I don't want to stop wasting my time. I don't want to, you know, stop wasting my life. I just want to get it done right now. Done deal.
1: I think, I think you asked absolute fantastic question, right? <laughs> because I, I, didn't, I didn't expect you to ask this. So, a little bit more about myself is that my dad... Um, he has been in Malaysia, based in Malaysia, since seven years old. Right. So, when I was younger, our, his business and our family were really, really decent, well-to-do. Yeah. And I didn't have to worry about money at all. Until the, when I was 19, I think, that's where our family uh, got into a real big debt. Close to half a million dollars in debt. Oh, that's and that's where I realized and experienced a downsize in lifestyle. So, to answer your question, that's the real big pain. And since 17, I was like, out there making part-time income, you know, working... Uh, exchanging time for money so that's where i realized that like hey i've been doing that for the longest time ever since 17 years old we're under 21 22 after me and whatnot so i was in the sales line because that's where you don't have a cap for your income and (laughs) and what's next after that that was what i was asking myself you know i wouldn't want to trade my time uh my skill for money i need to make money book for me right and somehow somewhat i resonate with value investing so, that's why I look for you. Really, really. That's the truth.
0: Right, I think uh, this is something that's really uh, very huge there. Right? Trading time for money. And I think there is really... Sometimes it's also not about, um, you know, trading time for money. But really, it's just thinking, you know, what if one day something sh- shit happens to me? You know, my like I get sick. You know, I can't work anymore, then, you know, oh my god, then there's no more income coming suddenly. Right? I think that's really the number one thing that we see a lot of people uh, go through. In fact, you know, nowadays, we always see, like, on the news, the companies are always restructuring. But, you know, restructuring is such a nice word, but it's just another nice, uh, fanciful word for firing off their stuff and cutting down. Yeah, so we see a lot of people getting retrenched. So this leads me to the next question all right so when, when i mean right at that point of time you have really uh, decided okay fine i i uh, investing in something that i really want to do so what was the first thing that you know went through your mind on how you can get started when when you decided you wanted to learn how to invest because i mean you know you decided that you want to invest but you know what was going through your mind you know what was the what was um, the step that you were thinking you know something was there a plan in your head? Yeah. I mean, this is just to help listeners out there who already decided they want to invest, but you know, they just can't see a plan for Like they do not really know how to take action. Okay, fantastic question right there. Because
1: now it made me, it made me you know, like go back all the way to when I was in the army as well. Right. During nights out, I will attend those seminars conducted by people, professionals. I will uh, sit in to listen to their forex talks. I have no idea what was there. So I just I just try, just experiment. So the, the the thing the thing about it is um just taste everything. Okay. Right? For me, that was what I did back then, but I didn't understand what I was like, doing. You know what I was uh, what was I doing. So but to add to sum it up, I'll say that like <clears throat> find one investment vehicle that resonates with your beliefs. Right. To me, like I mentioned again, value investing. Really suit what I truly believe in, something long term, not get-rich-quick scheme and whatnot. Yep.
0: Uh, maybe you can share with, um, you know, the listeners, like, some context, you know, why, why do you think uh, value investing, like, resonates the most with you? Why you thought it was the most suitable for you? Okay, good. So, with regards to that, I think there's, like, multiple
1: stuff, right? Like, for all, property, and there's, like, forex, and besides that, there's, like, cryptocurrencies and whatnot. Yeah. So, just to add on a little bit, previously, in my first year of, uh, my, my first, first year of career, I was making income, and I didn't know what to do with it, and that was the crypto craze, right, <laughs> so my friends were like, "Well, I'm doubling tripling my money. I was like, yeah. "You know what I'm in so same thing blindedly I went in <laughs> really really blindedly went in and i I really watched my money grow, and when it grew that quickly, and that's where you get more um blinded by money and greed and okay. and i of of course i I was burned right, right. I put at least seven thousand five hundred dollars worth of money down, wow,
0: that's huge for and that's for yeah twenty,
1: 20. Yeah, three right last year twenty two or twenty three yeah so, uh, what happened is that today, right, in fact, just two, three months ago, I checked my portfolio, $138 worth. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. what, what a burn there. So, that brings me back to what, um, what I experienced three months ago when I mentioned about the portfolio and whatnot, right? That, yeah. was, that was exactly when I met you, actually. Oh. So, my, my conclusion was only invest in something you have knowledge in. Mm. So, that's why I always pestering you, asking you a lot of info <laughs> before I put my money down because knowledge is power. Yes. I truly believe in it. Yes. Back then, with the cryptocurrency, with the forex thing, I don't understand anything. Yeah. So I didn't dare to put in lump sum money into all these vehicles. Mm. But to answer your question, why is uh, value investing uh, sounds, uh, why 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 am I choosing value investing? It's because fundamentally, I understand it. And I do see the vision behind um every, the, the vision of the businesses mm. that I invest. And I see the rationale behind every decision that you guys made. You made it super easy for me to understand as a beginner. Right, right. right? But overall, definitely there's like um, a lot of questions, a lot of doubts. Yes. That's where I head over to the community and it, it made me feel that I'm not alone. Mm. And that's one thing that I treasure the most.
0: Yeah. So I think you, uh going back to the part where you talked about you going to seminars okay. when you were in the army, were you the youngest kid in the room most of the time and was age always a question? Because I think this is going in the heads of a lot of young people, right? You know, am I too young to invest? Am I too young to learn all this uh, adulting uh, stuff? You know, is this uh, thing too adult for me? So what, 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 what would you have uh, advised yourself if you can go back in time, you know, or how, how do you feel, you know, being the youngest person in the room? Okay, now that you asked. So actually it's then funny because
1: uh, in the whole room, right, I noticed a lot of uncles, Really a lot of uncles. <laughs> how, how old are they? they? 40 plus, 50 plus. Wow. Right, They're, they were definitely the younger ones. So, there's all those robo-investors and there's a lot get, get-rich-quick scheme. You follow my, what do you call it, the mirroring techniques and whatnot. Whatever I buy, you follow. So, schemes like that or like the investor, um, those professionals who, who claim that, you know, it's very easy to get rich with investing looks scary to me. That's <laughs> That's like real truth, right? When I was only I think 20. I was 20 years old. So, me being... I, I wouldn't say I was the only young one, just I never bothered to network back then. Right. But uh, it was something that really doesn't resonate with me because the get rich quick stigma and whatnot scares me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, besides that, I attended other seminars as well, like those Shopee. I bet you have heard of those. Yeah. Lazada and yes. whatnot. Ways to make money, not just investing. Yes. And really, through all these different seminars, I personally gone through it. I can in a sense, feel who's genuinely helpful or like who wants like to do good for you, right? So that's where I when personally when I approached you guys. It was more of like the first two days, just a lay, uh, you you guys just lay out the fundamentals. It was the, like I always say, the 363 days after the two-day workshop (laughs) that that meant the world. Yeah, thank you for that.
0: So, I think um, you talked about you going to a lot of seminars. Like, maybe, what's the number that you would say? Like, 40, 50, 100?
1: uh, I wouldn't wouldn't say that, you know, I headed over to, like, 40 seminars. But at least during my army days, I attended close to 20 during nights out, during weekends and whatnot. And I I attended those alone. Can you imagine how hungry I was? (laughs) Like, I don't care whether it was a free or paid, I would show up. And I just tried everything and experimented, and I think I think one of one of those causes one one of the causes right, was really uh, impactful because they mentioned something like um, they taught me that don't ever just work for money really really that right. was, when I was so young twenty twenty one mm-hmm. right and and the the I think one of the I forgot it was an investor or whatnot some guy with the mic on the on the stage he was just sharing ideas of you know, she was just sharing his story like what you mentioned. You know, accident and, and what that changed his life, yeah. changed his family's life. Right. And that struck a chord in, in, my, in my head. And I was like, at one phase of my life, I definitely need to get into it. But I didn't know that it would be now,
0: like at 23, 24. Yeah, but really
1: that left a huge impact.
0: But back then, do you ever feel that, you know, you were too young or maybe even now, I mean, you're 24 and that's really young. You know, do you ever feel at any point of time, you know, you're too young for this adult thing, like investing? Mm,
1: honestly, I wouldn't say that I'm too young. Back then when I was twenty, I would say so. Uh but maybe
0: because of what I've gone through, I'm just then desperate. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to someone who's like really young, like maybe 17 years old, um, really very keen in investing, but just uh thinking that you know he's a bit too young? What 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 kind of advice would you give him?
1: Okay, so number one, don't set that limiting beliefs for yourself. Right. Really, even if someone who's like fifty or sixty, I don't think he's like financially like um, knowledgeable right there's definitely people who are struggling as well so uh, I would say that right now our youth right, uh, we are young it's our head start that's our advantage so like most uh, financial advisor I mean not advisor investors right they will, they will say um, now that you're young you leverage it so that you compound and what not so yeah. I have not really experienced the, the impact <laughs> or like the advantage of compounding yet but I believe uh, in time to come kind of i see it
0: alright I mean some really great uh, advice there I mean uh Devil obviously has gone to twenty seminars. You know, if you are hit, you have headed to one, you're unsure. Maybe you can just drop him a DM and ask him what he thinks about it. <laughs> okay, I think let's go to the next question. Right, so when when you were there, when you were, you know, trying to really hustle out and find out what's the next step for your life, you know, what was the biggest uh, mental obstacle that you had? I mean, uh, maybe when it comes to investing. Uh, For example, is it that stocks were risky and how how do you overcome this, um, you know, objections?
1: I think you guys definitely can resonate with this. I got no money. (laughs) Definitely, right? The biggest obstacle when it comes to investing is I got no money. What is there to invest? I'm so young, 20 20 years old with $300 in my pocket. Like, what's there to invest? Even if I can go 30%, so what's what's next? So for me, when I was young, I was just focusing on stashing the income. So I would say that at twenty years old, I, what I was focusing on was buying and selling stuff. Mm-hmm. Make flipping stuff, making the extra income, making the extra profit. Um and slowly, um, at the age of right, 23, 24, 24, in fact. Yeah, that's where I started dabbling with like investing and whatnot. So if you are genuinely okay, for me at least my passion is really like creating something out of nothing. Mm. So that's why I'm tilted towards like entrepreneurship. But if you are really genuinely keen in investing, I would say that just start even if it's hundred dollars, maybe fifty dollars, so that I, I heard this uh, saying from somewhere: mm-hmm. if you do not grow fifty, you if you cannot manage fifty or grow fifty, you can never you can never manage five thousand. Right? Do you agree?
0: Yeah, I I think I really agree on that statement. In fact, you know sometimes most of the people focus so much on the absolute amount that they earn. For example, if you start with. 1000 or maybe, okay, let's say $100, right, you make 20%, that's only $20. The thing is, if you can't make 20% on $100, how would you make 20% on $10,000? Or $100,000? Or $1 million? Or $10 million? You can't make 20% on $100. You can't make 20% on $1 million. For sure. Okay? And I think that's always um, another very common concern that people have is that, you know, most people they they think that they're not smart enough. They think that, you know, they can't be as smart as the fund managers who do this like full time. So, what, what what's your thought on that? You know, did that thought ever come to your mind that, you know, you're not smart enough to start investing?
1: Honestly, personally, I would say that I'm not smart to do investing. That's why I get a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate truth. It's like, I... I prefer guidance. I prefer someone that can share with me that knowledge. Right? And I leverage with, uh, with all the resources that I get available. So, and as of now, if you ask me, I don't feel as fearful now that I'm like with a group of people, with mentors and whatnot. And I feel that every step that I take is always, uh, in a sense, protected, guided. Right. So, I'm very safe. Yeah.
0: Right. So, I think that's really smart. Like, I think this is what a lot of successful people do. Like, for things that they are not good at, they pay, or you know, they find a mentor to really just uh, solve that issue. Right. Another thing I think is very, very common, because most of the people that we see, you know, they're so busy with their jobs, and the number one thing that they ask themselves straight away is that, can I even manage my time? You know What's the time requirement to do investing? Because, I mean, how, how do you cope with investing in your day job? Because I see you on Instagram, you know, hustling day in day out securing your appointments how do you manage your day job and investing
1: to add on that right actually currently i'm still pursuing a part-time degree of suss wow. so that's where all the assignments and everything is killing me so um I, I treat investing in a sense like another project right so when there's no a, a school assignment i just create a Create a little tiny slot in my calendar. Right. that I have to study it, I have to research it, and make a move. So um, I think the pain was when I see that amount dangling my bank account, right. losing to inflation and whatnot. I just feel that guilt that I'm not managing it well, and at the same time, that hunger to earn more money just just died off. Hmm. But the moment where I see my bank account just drop, the amount drop, knowing that my money is put to good use, and that's the hung- that's where the hunger is back. So, to manage my time, I think, uh, I mean, I mean to, to you guys who's, who's struggling with many time management, right, uh, use, for me, I use Google Calendar, it's very effective. You, I pack it out so, f- uh, so full, and you can see where you, where you are spending your time at, at every point of time. Um, so, for me, you make a priority. For me, at least, right, for myself, uh, without fail, once I know that my money is put to good use, then that's where I slow down a little bit on investing, focus back on my other priorities. And when I'm ready to make the next, uh, I'll say the investment round for the next uh, company, that's when I come back again and study the stock again.
0: Wow, so it, it sounds like a mathematical problem, right? It's all about optimization, <laughs> Putting where the effort really matters the most. For example, like after deploy, uh, deploying your cash in a bank and you, know, you have no more cash. So what you do is you focus on making cash. So once you get a cash in a bank... Then you focus on investing. Okay, once you deploy your cash, you go find cash again. Right, so it's a cycle for you. Yes, it is. Right. I, I think that's uh, something that's very unique. I I haven't heard someone who thinks like this. I, I think this is very useful for a lot of our members. Um, I have another question, right? What was the most mind-blowing thing that you have learned through investing? The most, the number one that, you know, is like before you learn investing, you have thought that this was the single most hardest thing or it was such a pain in the ass. But after learning investing, you, you thought like, oh my God, why did I even think like that back then? So what was that number one mind-blowing thing for you? The number one mind-blowing thing right, is
1: that it's actually that simple. Like, as much as I was fearful initially, right, without a mentor, without, a guide, uh, without guidance, I was like, so where do I get started? Mm-hmm. So in fact, even creating a brokerage account <laughs> okay. I serious, I, I bet C- all of you guys, okay, yes. listening to this, right, you'll be like, where do I start a brokerage account and whatnot? Like, how much do I pay and what? So, yes. those were my same concern. Uh, so, even if I create an account, uh, is it called a CDP account, right? Yes. Yeah. So, even if I have those, what's next? So, those were my thoughts back then. But um, after going through the, the, the two days, I was like, oh, damn. So, it's broken down into step by step. And now I understand, like, oh, if I were to look at stocks, what are the things that I should be focusing on? Mm. And it's not as complex as what I assumed. So the the fact is that it's that easy, that it's mind blowing. Mm. Yeah.
0: All right. So I think this is just to wrap up everything because I think we've talked about so many things, right? So many um, myths of investing. uh, uh, What seems like perceived reality, and what's a real reality after you've learned? And I just want you to uh, maybe, could you give the listeners like an advice, one uh, advice or two, you know, what, how, for, for example, someone who is contemplating on starting their investment journey, what's the number one advice that you will give to them like right now? I think the number one thing is that you need to
1: make your money work. Yeah, Really, you need to make your money work. And you definitely have fears. I, I had fears as well. But I just know that I'll be more fearful, right? Not having that financial freedom at the end of like eleven years because I want to be a stay home dad at thirty five. So what's your what's your goal? Ask yourself, what's your goal? And what must you do to get there? Do you have to learn investing? If yes, start today.
0: Well, I think that's very powerful, basically eyes on the price. Yeah. Right. All right. So thank you so much, Daryl. Uh, maybe you can just do a shout out again, how listeners can you know, enjoy your content because we all know that, you know, you do uh, share really useful tips on how a young person can really do, generate a decent, decent money from learning how to do sales. So where can they find you again? Right. You can find me on uh,
1: Instagram at d.n.y.k. Thank you.
0: Okay, so we have come to the end of this podcast. I hope you have learned and enjoyed something from it. The biggest way you can give back to me is to share this podcast with more people, especially people who you think can benefit from this. And I'll be truly grateful to you. If you want to interact with me, I'm just a DM away. Just follow me on Instagram, direct message me at jangtheinvestor. That is J-A-N-G, the investor. I'll see you in the next episode.